for me, all of this is about, and I may have said this earlier, but all of it is just really about embodiment. And I backed into these words, however many it is, I don't know, maybe 12. I backed into these 12 words because it is always just a question of who I want to be, you know, the type of woman that I am right now, the type of woman that I want to embody and evolve to. And again, arousal for me is also a lot about like adornment and jewelry and just paying more attention to the things I'm buying for my body. I just took a bunch of clothes to Goodwill today, just really getting rid of stuff that I'm like, "Ah, it's okay, I can make it work. I don't want to make shit work anymore. I want it to just, I want it to be amazing. What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. So I hope everybody had a good holiday, a good break. I thought I was going to take a week off and I decided to take two weeks off because that's just what felt right. So I did. I had a very quiet, very peaceful, very solo, what was I was going to say, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, but I also was telling some friends, I also felt like it was just the most amazing time. I don't know, I really just kind of shut down all the work for longer than I thought I was going to, so that was a surprise. But I did a really good job of like just loving on myself and little things that I thought I might like. Oh, I totally forgot. I had a gingerbread house. I just remembered that now that I still didn't even get to do. So I'll do that sometime this week, but just kind of surrounding myself with really good food. I had got some huge wild caught lobster tails. And so um, I ate that for both Christmas and New Year's and steak and watched love stories that I love and just allowed myself to rest and relax and be replenished and all that kind of good stuff. So for me, really felt like I was on a vacation somewhere. I mean, I felt like I had been, I don't know, away in Morocco or something, except I clearly was not. I was at home on my couch, but it was just nice to just deepen into like my own care and everything for myself and to find new ways to do that. And I thought that maybe I was going to be really sad or feel really alone because this is the first year for years and years that I haven't been with my ex and his family. So I was surprised to see that I actually was okay. I did, you know, really well. And I had, well, I was better than okay. Let me take that back. I was fantastic. I had, just like I said, an amazing holiday, super relaxing. So it was the perfect way to roll on into 2021 on New Year's. I think I actually went to sleep at like 945. I was so tired. So yeah, everything on my end is great. And I hope It's all going well for you guys too. So first episode of the new year, you know, everybody's always talking about what's going on. And I know some people think it's cheesy, but I do think it's kind of cool to just see 
how different people plan their years, um, what approach they take, you know, what they want to do. I think it's also just kind of nice to have, I guess you would say, kind of for posterity to be able to look back and see, you know, what did you do that you said you were going to do? What did you not do that you said you were going to do? In what ways did you exceed your expectations and, you know, come in a little bit underneath your expectations and all that good stuff? So I am going to share my 2021 plan and the way I approach year planning. I haven't always done this, but the way I approach year planning is to just focus on things that I want to feel. And of course, that's what I just do in my everyday life. So in the last, I guess, probably two or three years, probably two years, it's been something that I've done because for me, I have found that, I don't know, we get so focused on saying we're going to do these specific things. But one of the things that I've always kind of struggled with is like, then where do you leave room for God to move? Where do you leave room to be amazed, to have your mind blown for it to be better than what you expected? Or again, you thought you wanted this thing, but you actually didn't want that at all because I have experienced that so many times in my life. I mean, even again, just kind of going back to what I thought I was going to do after college, what I really wanted to do. You know, I wanted to have a corporate job like everybody else just to be able to say I did and go to homecoming and say I worked at, you know, Goldman Sachs or wherever everybody was working. And now I'm like, girl, you do not want to do that shit. You never wanted to do that. That's just about kind of fitting in because again, you don't, you know, gets into a whole nother conversation, but we spend so much time being groomed to be specific people that we never really find out until later in life. And a lot of people never find out who they truly are. So I have been mindful over the last two years to just I don't know, to just take a step back of like, well, I want to make X amount of money and I'm going to do this thing on this date and I'm going to plan out every quarter. And, you know, I get that that works for a lot of people. A lot of that, I also see it as very like that masculine accomplishment driven, get it done, check it off the list. A lot of that is very heavily masculine energy and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, clearly we need both yin and yang. We need both sides. But I also want to, again, just at this point in my life, I want to leave room for the receiving, for the allowing, for the becoming, you know, however many years ago it was, I don't know, eight years or something, seven years, you could have never, ever told me I would ever go to Turkey, that I would ever even be interested in it. I would have been like, what for? Why? And yet, you know, one day I wanted to go and then that just kind of changed the trajectory of what I was doing. So that's one of my personal things is to always like be open and available is a very good word. Always be open and available for wonder and amazement. So I am going to share my words and kind of talk a little bit about where they are. I don't know where they come from. So I've got, I didn't even count them. I don't know how many words it says, maybe 10, something like that words on the list for this year. Some of them are words that I actually use every day. So if you follow me, if you've listened to me on the podcast, or you follow me on Instagram, you know, I talk about joy and peace all the time, joy, peace and gratitude, I would say all the time. So of course, those are on the list. Joy, peace is actually number one. Because, you know, as I've said before, for me, peace is not so much that everything is going perfect, but that there's no resistance in the what is wherever I am at that point in life, for me just to really figure out how I can release as much resistance as possible. And 
resistance meaning a lot of times the like pain and suffering and different things we experience is because we're trying to move against what is. You want to be a different weight. You want to be with a certain person. You want to make more money. You want to live somewhere else. You know, there are a million things that we always want to do in the future. We're always looking at things we don't have. So we're never satisfied, which just creates so much suffering. So yeah, first thing for me is to just pay attention to my peace. Joy is my purpose of life. I mean, as much as possible, I want to be able to find joy in the things that I'm doing in the way that I'm living, even when I'm home at the house by myself or, you know, watching shows I want to watch, reading books I want to read, being around people who feel like the sun, as I like to say. Yeah, just enjoying my life. I mean, that's the whole purpose for being here. So I don't want anything so bad if it's going to make me miserable to have it. And I know everybody understands that. Generosity is a big one. I think I talked about this on another episode, a previous episode. Generosity for me and like giving really shifted last year. I don't know specifically what it was. And part of it was probably being in Jenna Black's Money Queen program, which I'm still in. And I love, love, love. I thought it was amazing. And she continues to run it every couple of weeks. It's a six-week program. Um, And the other is probably part of it is being, you know, in relationship in a particular way to Maya Elias and just being able to see how she moves in her life, which I really love. And then I don't know. I don't know what flicked the switch for me last year, but it just became a thing. And I don't just mean like charity work, but giving to friends, you know, sending flower arrangements here, there, little gifts, unexpected cards, just random things. And not from a place of trying to be seen or recognized at all, but just there was just more of a, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh... I don't know, something just shifted last year in me really kind of focusing on like, that is who I am. And probably it probably did a lot of it probably does relate back to Jenna now that I think about it, because a lot of times around giving and generosity, we always think that whatever we have isn't enough. And we can't do from wherever place you are in right now. And it's always like, oh, because when I have $100,000, I'm going to give to that. And I want to give a million dollars to that. And I think you know, just like joy, we miss that, like, no, it's about what's going on right now. If you have, it's actually more impactful for you to, you know, only have $20 and give five than for you to have, you know, a million and give 50,000. And so of course, and that's nothing about the people who are receiving it. It's more about the person doing the action, who they're being and what their desire is. So it's something I've really focused on last year and just want to expand this year to, just always give when I feel led to give and really paying attention to all the different ways it comes back in my life. Oh my God, it's the whole episode. So many things. I keep a circulation journal for that reason. So it's been really amazing for me to see things that I have put out, the energy that I've put out into the world and see it come back to me in a million unexpected ways. With all this talking, I feel like this episode might be longer than I planned. So the other one is, another word is ease. And that is, again, just I'm constantly reminding myself because I heard God say it at the end of last year to me. It kind of popped in my mind somewhere. I just heard that that got that download randomly of like, let me show you how easy this can be because you're making it much harder than it has to be. And so sometimes when I'm working on something or I can be planning something and I am trying to, and I mean like around 
work stuff, but personal life as well. And I'm trying to maneuver and manipulate how I want it to go to try to get this specific outcome. It's been good for me to be able to stop and ask myself, what if it could be easier? How can this be easier? Are you making this more difficult than it's supposed to be? And when I'm in moments where I especially know things are difficult, I always love to ask myself, what are you doing or what beliefs are you having that's making this thing difficult? And then I can shift it. And so with the work example, a lot of times it is because, again, we've been so indoctrinated where people, especially on social media, everybody's an expert. Everybody's always telling you to follow their strategy for this and follow their strategy for that. And this is the proven way. And this is going to get you there. And I have to check myself sometimes to step back and realize like, okay, what's actually happening right now was I'm trying to use such and such as method. And if I just stopped and did what intuitively feels right for me, this will be a lot easier. And like, no, it might, maybe it doesn't have to be perfect like that. It doesn't have to look this way. I don't have to follow this thing exactly. So ease is a good one. And already it's been so, so helpful for me. Creativity is another thing that should just clearly make sense. I'm a creative woman and have been for my entire life. And so um, just paying attention to ways that I can invite in more creativity. The gingerbread houses is kind of a really good example of that of like, yeah, I don't have any kids. I'm here by myself. I always thought it would be cool to like have a Christmas party and like we do like a gingerbread decorating contest, but clearly there was no party happening during COVID. So I was here by myself, but I just thought it would be fun to do the activity on my own. And just reminding myself that creativity is important just for the sake of doing the practice. I can do the gingerbread house and throw it out in the trash. And it's not, you know, I think a lot of times we're always so focused on, well, what is this going to become? Well, how am I going to sell this? Well, why are you doing that? I just want to do it just to like, I'm doing my shoulders and my hands in the air. Like, I just want to do it to just have fun and just feel loose and, you know, see what I can do, do a new thing. I've never done one before in my life. So just paying attention to ways that I can invite more creativity into my life. Gratitude I mentioned earlier, which is just something that, you know, and I know I've said this on a previous episode too, is really important to me. I keep a gratitude list. I try to do it every single night. I don't, I will be honest, but I use an app on my phone. I think it's called Grateful. And I write 10 things and it's always 10 things. I make myself do 10 things every night and they give you actually a lot of prompts on the app, but I specifically just like to always write about what I'm grateful for. And it's something that I, you know, just want to continue to do this year and to really pay attention. It's not I think a lot of times we overlook all of the quote unquote little things because we think they're little, not realizing that the little things actually are the big thing. So just continuing to keep that list consistently and just paying attention to all of the things. I have so many things to be grateful for. I really, really live a really amazing life life. I'm so grateful for my life. I'm so grateful to be who I am and where I live. I wouldn't want to be anybody else. So it goes on and on. And those are the things that I like to write my list at night, right before I go to bed, because even sometimes if I'm in a bad mood or I'm sad or something, just writing the list refocuses me. And I like to go to bed in that kind of high vibe energy. So arousal is another word on my list that has been on my list since last year. And just where I am in my life. Number one, I just think it's such a beautiful word, especially for women. And 
yeah, just paying attention to where I can bring and experience more arousal in my life. I want to be aroused in my body. I want to feel aroused. I want to be aroused by conversations. I want to be aroused by delicious food. I want to be aroused by visual things. I want to be aroused by the way things feel on my body, whether that's really beautiful lingerie, whether it's soft sheets, whether it is, I don't know, listening to podcasts that I love, just really paying attention to ways that I can be deeply stimulated in ways that feel good to me this year. That is, yeah, really important. I think that's probably just, it's going to probably remain on the list as long as I can see into the future. Amazement and wonder, which kind of go with the arousal. Yeah, there are just, I think, again, we get so busy trying to plan our lives, trying to force and direct and make this thing happen. And I'm going to go to law school and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to get married. And then I'm going to, and I'm just like, stop. (laughs) Just like, where are you leaving room again for your mind to be blown? Because as I always say, like, if you're planning everything out for people who do believe in spirit, like, then where is there room for spirit to come in and like blow your mind and top it off and make it overflow? There's no room for that because you've already decided exactly what you know, exactly what you need, exactly how it's going to go. And to me, part of the point of being human and having this experience is to continue to evolve and know yourself in new ways. And if Deka at 41 and in 2021 is making all the plans for what Deka in 2027 is going to do, That for me personally does not make sense because, and it doesn't mean that I can't kind of create a vision that again comes from some of these feelings that I want to feel, but I don't know who I'm going to be at the end of this year. Lots of things happened last year that I never would have expected, ever, ever, ever would have expected to happen. So I don't know who I'm going to be at the end of this year. And I want to make sure that I never back myself into a corner so much that you know, that I can't get out. I'm like, hey, God, this is what I think I want to do. This is where I think I want to go. And I thought a lot about that, even with regard to me moving to Marrakesh. It's still on my list. I still absolutely want to do it. You know, and I'm also mindful that maybe God has something else for me. I mean, I know without a doubt that I am meant to live overseas and will do that. But I also am holding it loosely because you know, I remember too, when I went to Spain, I thought forever, I'm, I was born in New York and grew up in California. And so I thought forever that I wanted to go back to New York. That was always like my dream to be able to go back to New York and buy my parents' apartment back. And when I got to Madrid the first time, I remember walking up the street and being like, oh, this is it. There was just a deep feeling of resonance there where my soul was like, yep, yep, this is it right here. And for me, Madrid feels like New York, except there's not that heavy hustling energy that you have in New York. In New York, it feels like everybody is trying to make it and survive and people are there and, you know, everything is, I don't know, I don't want to say expensive or costs a lot, but I have said the words I don't want to say. So you get the point. I mean, there's just a certain, living in New York requires a lot of things financially, energetically, all of that. And after all of these years too, even for me, like being able to drive my car into my garage and just walk into the house. I'm like, I only want to be in New York if I'm in a certain income bracket. And then fast forward, I end up in Spain and I'm like, oh, this is, I I could totally, totally see myself here. Madrid feels so good to me to the point where I've been to Spain. I don't know how many times, maybe five at this point. And 
I've only gone one other place outside of Madrid all these years because I can't stand to be away from Madrid. So being open to where I can experience amazement and wonder. And a lot of that is, is a lot of it generally is focused on travel, but just, I mean, I'm not going to always be abroad all the time, or even when I am abroad, then I'm going to be living there every day. So just paying attention to how I can bring more amazement and wonder into my everyday life here. Financial abundance, which of course is on everybody's list, I'm sure, when that speaks for itself. So I'll jump over that one. Fun, which again kind of goes with creativity and arousal and amazement and wonder. Just again, I really don't want to lose sight that the purpose for me in being here is not to get to the quote unquote finish line wherever I've arbitrarily decided that is. I just want to continue to find ways to have fun, to experience fun, even when I'm in lockdown in my house by myself. You know, what? Can I find some new game I can play by myself? I'm like making myself laugh. Like, I don't know, just what different things can I do that would bring me joy and fun? And my next one is service, which is directly related to my business. And it's something I'm really focused on this year and just figuring out a way to, well, I won't say figuring out, but following my intuition on the ways that I want to serve women this year. Also, just what that looks like kind of in really tangible ways in terms of specific services and what that process is. So service is something I'm focused on this year. And then the last one is value and impact. And that also relates to service. So just making sure, and that doesn't necessarily have to be about business, but I know that, you know, I know I have a gift. I know I'm really amazing at what I do. And just knowing that it's my responsibility to bring my value everywhere I go. Now, what somebody else takes from that is on them. You know, if you get nothing cool, like there's always two sides of the equation or two sides of the relationship. But for on my end, it is important for me to show up with my value and to make that accessible, accessible. And then from that point, my hands are kind of off of it. So for me, All of this is about, and I may have said this earlier, but all of it is just really about embodiment. And I backed into these words, however many it is, I don't know, maybe 12. I backed into these 12 words because it is always just a question of who I want to be. You know, the type of woman that I am right now, the type of woman that I want to embody and evolve to. And again, arousal for me is also a lot about like adornment and jewelry and just paying more attention to the things I'm buying from my body. I just took a bunch of clothes to Goodwill today, just really getting rid of stuff that I'm like, "Ah, it's okay, I can make it work. I don't want to make shit work anymore. I want it to just, I want it to be amazing. And that's on me to, to choose and hold the standard for that. And so, you know, embodiment is really just about personification at the end of the day. It's really just about how you are showing up and whatever you were choosing. And this kind of goes way back to years and years ago when I started doing values work because that was how I got down to the nitty gritty of the values work. It's like, okay, if you say, again, your value is family or your value is health, how are you embodying that in your everyday life? What does that look like? To me, my work is like, let's just stop throwing out random ass words and saying you're going to want to do some shit or you want to make some money. I've got lists of what $15,000 a month does, $25,000 a month, where I want to go, where I want it to go, who I want to donate to. One of the things linking my service and generosity together for this year 
is really taking a percentage of every single transaction that I have from a client and giving back to organizations that are really important to me. And I'm not a person who loves the huge, you know, charity organizations. I like things that I can kind of touch or I know people there's like, you know, two hands, it goes for me, it goes to them, and then it goes to the other person. And so I'm really interested in food pantries. And I know the support that I have given to the Morocco um, or Marrakesh Artisan Fund, I think they're going to be ending that in the next two months or so, but just finding other ways, I really want to direct the money. And I want people that I work with to know that that's part of what's happening with the money that they invest in me, because all of this is about who Deco wants to be in the world and who the type of woman I want to be, the type of woman I want to create, the type of life that I want to live. And so when I know those things, I can back down and narrow down into these, you know, whatever it is, 10, 12 words and how I want to live day to day in my life. Because again, a lot of us are picking words and things and ideas that sound great, things that we've been told that we're supposed to want, but then you're not really doing the, like doing this thing with my fingers, you're not really doing needle down work to figure out what does this look like in your everyday life? How are you doing that? You know, again, for me, freedom isn't on my list, but it's my number one value. And so I talked about, you know, switching my office hours from 12, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and just the huge difference it's made for me knowing just me focusing on ways that I can create even more freedom within the life that I already have. And yeah, there's some days that I get up and I do want to work at nine or eight or whatever, or there's some days that it requires it. But most of the time, it's just nice to even have the mental shift to know that if I want to like this morning, get up, go to the park, meditate, come back, read, watch Law and Order, go do my errands. I can do all of that before noon and then come back and be ready to work. And so for me, whether I'm in Morocco, whether I'm in Spain, whether I'm in you know Istanbul or India, I don't have to, I can experience everything I want right now. And I guess that's actually the purpose of all of this. How can we stop holding what we want somewhere out in the future and bring it in right now to be able to experience and embody it right now? So these are the anchor words of everything, you know, my kind of like specific goals, if I were to have them, these are the anchor words of all of those things that I want to experience. And so my focus on for 2021 and the rest of my life, however long it is, uh, will be just paying attention to ways I can bring more awareness and embodiment to creating all of these things wherever I am right now, right here in this moment. And that to me is actually the meaning of heaven on earth. And that is why, and I don't really believe in a lot of like Christian. I don't know, Christian terms and ideals and stuff like that. While I might like quote the Bible and say like random little things, that's not really the basis of my spiritual philosophy. But I think hell is something that we create ourselves based upon who we are and how we think and all that kind of stuff. And so I think this is exactly why I had such a fucking amazing time over the Christmas and New Year's break, because I created a fucking fantastic, amazing, arousing, nurturing experience for myself where I could just lay in bed if I wanted to. I didn't give myself shit about how much TV I watched. If I wanted to just come downstairs and lay on the couch and chill out, whatever it was, I could do it. So it just, my entire, again, holiday just felt very 
restorative, which is a word that I also used after the surgery. So that is my 2021 in a, it's, I don't know if that's a nutshell, but that's my 2021, what Deka is doing and who she is being and what she's focused on. I know there are some little things. I think I'm kind of in my intuition that I feel like I want to do, but it's not for me to share publicly and not in terms of, not because I'm secretive or anything, but it's just, I don't know. I'm still trying to make sure that I'm hearing it and understanding it and just trying to leave room for life to happen. So we will see about those other things. But yeah, I am very interested to know how you all plan for your new years, what that looks like. And also if just this episode in general makes you think differently about how you go about planning for your years for yourself. And one last thing I'll say about the way I set my quote unquote goals up is I feel like the way that I do this really gives myself more grace and nurturing is really important. Me mothering myself has been very important. And so I feel like Again, when I kind of choose a bigger word, I'm open to all of the different ways that I can experience that versus saying, if I don't make a quarter of a million dollars next year, I didn't reach my goal or I failed my goal. Well, I mean, I feel like that starts to make us very myopic and we miss all the other amazing shit that happened because you didn't do what you said you were going to do in January. Well, I mean, you know, plans change. And so it's like, how do we... There's just a balance of creating what you want, but holding it loosely enough so that other things can come in through your fingertips. So it is great to be back on the podcast. I hope you guys miss me and I will be back soon.